Welcome to Coffee Break with the Dancing Housewife. My name is Antoinette Daytalk and I am your host. Whether you are a competitive ballroom dancer, a social dancer, or someone simply wanting to learn more about the fascinating world of ballroom dance, this podcast is for you. So grab yourself a cup of joe and join me for episode nine, The Brains Behind Ballroom State of Mind with Amber Hader. Amber Hader is a wife and mother of four children. She is a fitness enthusiast and instructor, helps manage her husband's dental practice, is a certified life coach, and the brains behind the Ballroom State of Mind podcast. As if that's not enough to keep her busy, she's also a competitive ballroom dancer. Amber, thank you for finding the time in your busy schedule to take a coffee break with me today. Oh, I am so thrilled to be here. I'm happy to do it. I'm so glad you invited me. All right, well, let's jump right in. Which came first for you, ballroom dancing or life coaching? Life coaching for sure. It wasn't that much before my ballroom, but yeah, coaching first, which helped me be really successful in ballroom dancing. Okay, so what what inspired you to become a certified life coach? Yeah, it's kind of funny. I was thinking about this and... I don't know that I was inspired to become a life coach exactly. It was, it kind of found me when I have four kids and my youngest was in elementary. And so I was trying to figure out like, what do I want to do with myself? And so I thought about it. I have a bachelor's degree in education, but I didn't really want to go back into teaching in schools. Um, But I want to, I want to like help people. I want to kind of counsel them, but I need to do it from home and I need to do it part time because I still got these kids and they might, you know, bump their head at school and mom has to go pick them up. So it has to be really flexible. And I just didn't know what that was. Kind of put it out to the universe. And I was like, this is what I want to do, but I don't know what that is. And I just went about my life. And at some point, um, a coaching podcast was introduced to me by my sister. Okay. Was that um, Mm -hmm. the Brooke Castillo podcast? So the first one was Jody Moore, who is called Better. Yeah, Better Than Happy. And so I was listening to her and then she mentioned Brooke Castillo, who was her mentor. And it was in a podcast that Brooke did where she said, should you be a life coach? And she listed off all these reasons. Like, oh my gosh, like this is, this is kind of like counseling. At least I'm helping people, but it's a non-traditional school experience. I get from home, do my own thing. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is it. And I went right to my husband and I said, "Uh, I'm going to go sign up for this program. (laughs) Hope you approve. (laughs) Kind of similar to what I did. Um, But according to your website, uh, you're also certified in faith-based coaching. So Mm -hmm. I have not been able to find anything out about that. What what exactly is faith-based coaching? Yes. So I am a faithful person. I'm a Christian. And um, Jody Moore, who her target market was women of faith. Okay. And my mom when I was younger, she had depression and she was always having a counselor or a therapist. And she told me that it was really important that you find a counselor or therapist or coach that kind of has a similar value to you. And so I did an extra certification. And when you're a person of faith, you just want somebody who kind of understands your world, you know? Right. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So how did you decide to carve out ballroom or the mindset coaching niche? Like I said, I started with coaching and then I added ballroom just personally. And 
I was experiencing a lot of success and I was attributing that to my own mindset. My mindset was really clean. I didn't get stuck in negative results. I didn't get stuck worrying about what people thought or if I was going to disappoint my teacher. I was realizing that was helping me a lot. Right. And there was a, there was a woman in my studio who experienced a lot of performance anxiety to the point where she was like passing out. Oh, wow. And so she, yeah. And then once that had happened a couple of times, it was like, she became worried that was going to happen. And so she had anxiety on top of anxiety. And so she quit. Oh, that's and so, terrible. Yes. And so she came to me and she said, I don't know if there's a coach who coaches ballroom games. And I wonder if you know someone who could help me. And, and I said, I do not know anyone who helps ballroom dancers, but I'm confident that I can help you. So if you'll let me kind of build a program through working with you, then I'll give you a deal. And so I worked with her for about four months and long story short, we got her competing. And she said she had the most enjoyable competition she's ever had. She said, I never enjoyed them. I was always stressed out. And so it was a, for me, it was so much fun to watch her transform. Yeah, that's a, that's a victory, mm -hmm. not only for her, but also for you. I mean, it's, um, it's a wonderful experience when you realize that you've helped someone so significantly. That's great. Congratulations on that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I'm super excited too, that I just, just to add that it brought joy to her dancing again. Like that's what I prioritize is I want to keep the dancing fun. I want to keep the dance. And a lot of the mindset work that we do is like allowing us to do that. And I think our best dancing comes from that place. Yeah. Well, I'm also curious. I want to circle around back to your ballroom yeah. dancing. Um, what led you to start ballroom dancing? I'm always curious about those kinds of, you know, uh, situations that lead people to the ballroom because it's not super mainstream. No, it's not. And I, I didn't watch Dancing with the Stars, like want to do it my whole life or anything. And again, it kind of just fell in my lap. And I, um, my orthodontist, there was a Arthur Murray studio in the same building. And I would always peek my head in there and kind of be like, what's going on in there? Um, so I was always curious about really yep. how it worked. And one of my girlfriends, eventually, she was actually my esthetician at the time she was uh -huh. working on me. And she, and she told me, I just started at this Arthur Murray studio. And I was like, oh, tell me about that. Because I've been curious about it. And she said, oh, I'll just get you a lesson. And so I went and I did a lesson. And I, of course, bought a little package of eight lessons or something and right. got started. And pretty quick, I was like, I need to compete. I need routines. I need technique. And I knew I just needed more. And so I ended up finding a private teacher in that studio, which was a great studio. But I just needed, like more intensity, I guess. Like Right. No, intensity. I understand yeah. that. Yeah. That's similar yeah. to my situation. My husband and I started dancing about, I, I want to say it was now, it's now eight, eight years ago, maybe going on nine, wow. 25th, this July will be, this July will be eight years, I guess. And, um, we, a friend of ours, um, her child, her youngest child went off to college and then her husband just walked in the door one day and said, um, I want a divorce and they, they divorced. Oh, yeah. And that's, I mean, my husband and I were just, we couldn't believe it. We had had dinner with them mm. the week before and they were an introductory package. And then kind of like you, the rest is history. So yeah. um, it's funny how that happens sometimes, but um, I know you yeah. dance American rhythm and I sing I do. Bass, and you dance and you're now dancing open and closed silver, correct? 
Yeah, so I'm officially I'm dancing silver. I've been dancing silver for a little over the last year, but I'm this year, like my plan is I'm dancing a little bit of silver, but I'm moving into some gold and I'm testing out some open I'm kind of moving in that direction. So I feel oh, like this year will be like kind of a hodgepodge of different levels, yeah. but I love it also. I'll do any of it. We are dancing open and my husband, well, we, we did start dancing pro-am and I think pro-am is just a great thing to do. It's mm -hmm. great that it's available for people who don't have partners. Um, mm -hmm. And it's also just a really great, even if you're an athlete, it's a really great way to get acquainted with the whole culture of the ballroom because it's very different from any other competitive experience I've had. And I've been a performance athlete my whole life. So mm -hmm. um it was very different. So I, I'm very grateful for my pro-am um, years, but I really enjoy dancing amateur with my husband. It's just really fun to dance with, you know, the person you love. Yeah. And um, yeah. we actually moved into open, oh, I want to say about four years ago, quite prematurely, mostly because we kept um, breaking all the rules. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, like, we better just put you in open. Cause, yeah. yeah. So uh, we worked, we actually worked with an invigilator from USA Dance for a little bit. And he said, you know what, guys, just, just dance these silver routines in open and progress through the syllabus the way you would. But that way you won't have to worry about, <laughs> you won't have to worry about yeah. breaking any more rules. So that's what we did. Yeah. But what I was going to say is open is super fun. It's really fun. There's a lot more freedom and it, it's just fun. It's hard, but it's fun. Yeah. So, all right, let's move on to the ballroom state of mind. If I am not mistaken, yeah. this month marks your two year anniversary since launching the podcast. Is that right? Wow. That, that could be, I'm not keeping track. <laughs> I'm glad you are. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was introduced to your podcast um, several months ago, and I started from episode one. I wanted, you know, I, I like to do things in sequence, and um, and I remember that your your first podcast was in May of twenty one. So anyway, so congratulations, happy anniversary! Thank you. And so and like I said, I've listened to every episode at least once, many twice, some three or four times. And it's, it's been really, really helpful. And as you know, I did, a um, my friend um, gave me for my birthday, a um, session with you. And that mm. session was really super helpful. Um, I want to tell you my favorite episodes are 23, 24 and 25, mm -hmm. which integrate uh, the principles of mindset basics the model mm -hmm. and the pause. And it's just, a, yeah. I found that it's just a really great tool. Those mm -hmm. basics are really great, especially when you are not um, practicing with a professional. So my husband and I practice mm -hmm. together and it's been really good for us to utilize. I actually, he's listening to your podcast now too. And we utilize your tools all the time and it really makes mm. our practices more harmonious. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love that. So can you, for our listeners, can you talk a little bit about these basics? Just not not in too much detail, but I'd like sure. to provide a teaser so that they'll come to your podcast and listen. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. So this is all, these episodes are all about your mind and being aware of your specific mind and the way that you think, you feel, and you act. And so those episodes bringing attention to what are you thinking 
Um, they teach you a little bit about how our thoughts are not facts and we all think our thoughts are true, but not all of our thoughts are helpful. And so we might not want to keep them all, but it's right. really useful. It's a really useful skill to be watch yourself think, watch yourself feel, watch yourself behave. And then those episodes talk about how to organize that. It's just a framework for how to take everything that's happening in your life and how you're operating in your life and how to fit in, in into a framework so that you can kind of study yourself. And then from there, when you have the awareness of like, what am I doing now? Then you can use the model, that framework to hack yourself and figure out like, who do I want to be? How do I actually become someone different? behave differently in the world, think, feel, act differently. And so that last episode, the 25 about the pause is about how to like stop your old patterns and build new patterns. And soup that those episodes are particularly useful. They really are. They they are my absolute favorite. In fact, to prepare for this recording of my podcast, I actually went back and listened to a bunch of episodes and hands down mm-hmm. 23, 24, 25 are my absolute favorites. I wouldn't, mm-hmm. but I have to say, I wouldn't recommend folks start with those. Um, yeah, yeah. I think for me, I think the reason why I got so much benefit from your podcast is that I started from the beginning and you really mm. do, um, I mean, the progressions that you make, I mean, they can, you can listen to them independently, but they do build on each other. So mm. everybody listening, it, go find the ballroom <laughs> state of mind podcast and start with episode number one. Um, well, I Amber, I hate to say this, but we are running out of time. As you know, the whole premise of this podcast and the name Coffee Break is so that I never take more than 15 or 20 minutes of anyone's time. So we're going to need to wrap up. Um, okay. I'd, like to, I'd like for you to let folks know how to find the Ballroom State of Mind podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the Ballroom State of Mind podcast is on the major providers. For sure, Spotify, I think, has my most listeners. But it's also hosted on my website, amberhader.com. And that's okay. H-A-I-D-E-R. Um, so you can find it there. But those are the main providers. Okay. And what's the best way for someone to get in touch with you for a coaching session? I'm super active on social media. I have Facebook and Instagram. I get DMs there. You can email me, amber at amberhater.com. Yeah. Okay. And also I want to plug um, Joyful Ballroom for folks who are on Facebook. Amber has a great um, group called Joyful Ballroom where she she posts some content that is not posted anywhere else. It's not on her website. Mm -hmm. It's not on her podcast. And it's a nice ballroom community. So you don't have to be a ballroom dancer to join, but um, it does focus a little bit more on um, ballroom. And Mm -hmm. um, Amber, thanks so much again. I know you're extremely busy and I really appreciate you are taking the time to have a coffee break with me. today. If you're enjoying Coffee Break with the Dancing Housewife, click the share button, leave us a review, and be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And until next time, keep on dancing.